Money is not a physical thing. Money is not an asset. Money is not a transportable store of value and a means of exchange. Money cannot be created from assets such as gold. There aren't different types of money, there is one thing that fits the definition of money, but it cannot be seen. Money is not physical, nor can it be created out of physical things, and why this is so will be explained later on. The most important fact to take away from this comment is that money is devoid of value. Because money is not physical and has no value money has no owner and cannot be owned. Money does not have a person or agent that issues it. Money is not a thing in itself and is not created as an autonomous element. If what you are using as money has value to someone, and this person or agent understands it to be his or her property, what you are using is not real money. What you have is a product being used as money as part of a scam. All physical money is counterfeit created to deprive the user of real wealth. Money is not a commodity not even when that commodity is infinitely divisible and bundled into standardized packages called denominations. Commodity money is money only because this is what the label on the product says it is. Money in the conventional sense is a label on a product, but the name is a trade name not a category label. Money is a measure of value or unit of account. That is the category definition. The term money applies to a unit of account. Unit of account cannot be owned, sold, lent, rented or commodified so as to generate a profit. Units are just quantities. Monetization does not just turn a physical thing into money, monetization issues a product in a way that facilitates the trade of goods and services while benefiting to the issuer. In other words, money in the conventional sense is a service provided at a profit. All forms of legal currency are assets owned by an agent who exercises authority over the commodity. The owners of commodity money are legal persons with legal ownership. The owner of the commodity used as money is a legal person not necessarily a being of flesh and blood. Banks are the producers of digital accounts, and the state is the owner of fiat currencies. Bank currency exists as bank balances and credit cards and lines of credit. Debt is issued as an account balance and as cards. To use this money, you need the permission of the legal owner. Permission to use is granted on the surety you can afford to pay the usage fees. Bank money is a profit-generating product legally owned and produced by banks. People starve because they are not part of the for-profit market. A free market does not generate profits. Fiat money is a service provided by the state that extracts profit through inflation. One may also acquire money from a client by providing something of value the client, subcontractor, wants. The client of a bank can issue a portion of the money he has in return for what you have. If we have a boat, the rising tide of inflation leaves us no worse off than had prices remained stable, comparatively speaking. But imagine working 100 years ago for the wages you make today or today for the wages made back then? The money might look the same but $100 a hundred years ago was a fortune. What was a fortune a hundred years ago would hardly buy you lunch today. Inflation is considered normal because it is a constant. The average impact of inflation does not appear serious in the short term,
but there is nothing normal about inflation. Inflation literally is money working for the government to provide them with a source of unearned income. An inch today is the inch of a hundred years ago. An hour is the same today as one hundred years ago. The only unit that inflates is the monetary unit. The dollar is a medium of exchange and a store of value. The dollar is not a unit of account. There is no unit that is a dollar, there are dollars, but there is no quantity that defines them. Twenty dollars is twenty units of a commodity used as money. Our currency could be twenty cigarettes if we were in prison, or twenty cows if we were in Swaziland. Twenty parts of a commodity or twenty units of a commodity is not twenty account units. This is so, even if units of a commodity are used to maintain accounts. One commodity will always vary in value compared to another. A unit of value does not change. This is difficult to comprehend when we have only known money that has no fixed value. Our money is no different than buttons. A button is valued at whatever the market says its value is. If buyers want lots of buttons the value of buttons go up. If no one wants buttons the value of buttons goes down. Buttons could be used as a medium of exchange and would work as well as dollars. If only one person could produce buttons, he or she would control the market and be able to profit from the control. The producer of buttons need do no more than stop supplying buttons to get rich. Hoarders of gold, for example, get richer as scarcity increases demand. Units cannot be hoarded. No one hoards miles, or pounds, or cubic meters. A commodity owned can be hoarded. There is really only one question we must answer. Ought prosperity depend on a product owned and issued by a person seeking to profit from his favored position? To put it more clearly, do you think the economy ought to be dependent on a single supplier of the means of exchange? It does not matter if the market is dependent on gold, cigarettes, paper, buttons or stones. The economy will be a function of the fungibility of the currency in use. In other words, the success of the entire economy is centered on the fungibility of a single commodity issued as a profit-making venture. But the demand for currency is not just dependent on the state of the economy. Greater demand for money means there is a demand for the raw material out of which money is formed. Imagine if pulp and paper became in short supply, to the point that paper currency could not be printed. What if gold was no longer available for coinage in a market using species as the means of exchange? What if all the banks in a nation decided to lend exclusively to a foreign country, because the earnings were higher than what was possible with domestic lending? What would happen in the domestic economy when banks stop issuing currency for the domestic market? A central bank that increases its lending rates is increasing the cost of its product because of inflated demand. But what happens when a central bank prints new money? Banks cannot buy stuff at least not central banks and not with the new money they print. But they can and do purchase government debt. The government borrows money from the central bank. This might be in the form of actual currency or just credits applied to a digital account. Printing money is often nothing more than the central bank taking over government debt in order to give the government more money to spend.
The situation is similar to a husband paying off the wife's credit cards with his line of credit. Printing money is paying off debt in the here and now rather than paying interest on the debt. Printing money devalues the currency in circulation. The new money helps liquidate debt. Every dollar that exists is a claim on the assets of the economy. Owning a car is tantamount to having a claim on the economy equal to the value of the car. The car can be exchanged for other goods and services. So, it is with dollars. If the economy was a pie, every dollar would entitle the bearer to a slice of pie. If one doubles the dollars in circulation, the size of the slice each dollar can buy is halved. If the currency supply doubles, the price of gas doubles. Buyers get half the amount of gas they used to get for a dollar. The impact of inflation is the average impact. In reality when the government spends a new dollar it purchases goods and services at the old price. Otherwise, it would not pay to print new money. When the government issues Joe a check for $1,000, the $1,000 will buy goods and services at the old price. It is only as the new money circulates through the economy that its value becomes diluted. Poor people remain poor because they tend to be the ones most impacted by inflation. There are two possible types of money. Assets can and are turned into a medium of exchange. But this is done only if it is profitable for someone to provide the service. Dollars and their equivalent represent a liability. Dollars are never owned by the user and need to be paid back. But there is an alternative. A corporation is composed of assets which are represented by common shares. Common shares represent the dollar or asset value of the corporation. Preferred shares represent the value of the corporation when all liabilities have been liquidated. Preferred shares can serve as a true unit of account. The worker who adds value to an organization can be issued preferred shares as payment for the increase in equity his work provided. As a medium of exchange preferred shares can be contracted to prefers and designated by the symbol. Prefers are a stable, non-inflationary currency that has no liability portion and are issued only as equity is produced. This makes prefers a true unit of account, eliminates economic risk and all liabilities and inflation. To conclude, there are two types of money, one type is an asset formed from some physical commodity and issued as a service of a for-profit enterprise. The only other option is prefers.